I'm counting in. I really hope that all of you saw what Hadi just did. Uh, in case you didn't, I, I sure hope we'll, we'll include in the recording. Welcome to another episode of uh, Talking Kotlin. Uh, today, I'm I'm really excited because we're going to sit down uh, with Colin White, uh, who's an Android engineer at Cash App and who's also the author of Coil. Uh, we're going to spend the next half hour or so uh, exploring uh, what Coil is all about. Um, and I think it's going to be quite exciting. But as usual, I'm, of course, also joined by my lovely co-host, Hadi. Hadi, how are you doing? I am good. How are you, Sebastian? I am great. It feels weird that you say that with my full name. I'm used to you calling me Seb. Um, I'm sorry, Sebastian. It... <laughs> uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm terribly excited to be here with you, Sebastian. Yeah, so what, what, what have you been up to lately then, Sebastian? Oh, I, I actually just. How came... much am I going to annoy you with the whole Sebastian thing? Should I? I should I stop? I mean, it's it's fine. There's a, there's a couple of nicknames I'm I'm not super happy for you to use, like? but I'm not I'm not going like? to tell Sebi? you. I'm not going to. Do you like Sebi? No. Yeah, that's great. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's literally oh, my Twitter so. handle. Um, yeah, it is my my ex Twitter handle. Hmm. You know, I just actually came back from uh, DroidCon New York City, um, where we talked a little bit about Compose Multiplatform, which was a really exciting time. Um, yeah, nice. What's new with you? Nice, but I I just I just came back from the kitchen where I tried to talk about Compose multi-platform, but no one was interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, was I only, feel like to be fair, it was only the dogs there, and they're like, <laughs> "Does this involve giving us a bone?" I'm like, "No." So yeah, they they weren't really interested. Oh, you but should, uh, you, you could have incentivized them. I could have. And talking about incentivizing, what do you? No, wait, wait. Wait. Yeah. What do you normally incentivize? Okay. What is a good incentive? Oh, sorry. What is <laughs> an incentive that is used for people? Money. <laughs> money. Talking about money. Colin from Cash App. Do you see? <laughs> Whoa. I nailed it this time. Now you can't say that that wasn't a good. What was it? Segway? Segway. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Very good. <laughs> that, that was definitely a killer segue. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, stoked to be here. I have the feeling that as time goes on, our intros get more and more chaotic. You know, I some I, I try to do this thing where where we we catch people in the first couple of minutes so that they stick around. But I feel like at this point, you're either you're you're ride or die. You're you're either in for the whole podcast or you're just like, oh, it's it's these folks again. It's not about the numbers; it's about the quality, quality over quantity. So a shout out to all those folks that have stayed here because we love you. And to the ones that left, well. So, Colin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I'm uh, an Android engineer at Cash App, uh, and I'm also the the main author of of Coil, which is, I think, the, the topic of today's show. And for folks who don't know, Coil is a, an image loading library for Android, um, but soon, Compose multi-platform. Um, it basically provides a, a simple API for kind of fetching and decoding images from pretty much any data source. So it just kind of simplifies the whole process of you have like a URL and you just want an image and it kind of handles that whole process for you. Um, yeah, but uh, stoked to be on the podcast. 
And so COIL is uh, spelled C-O-I-L, no K-O-I-L, people. Yep. Uh, yep. What, what does that, like, what, how is COIL the name related to image loading? Yeah, that, that's a great question. It's definitely the, the K was a, a point of contention as, as well. I got a lot of comments when I actually released the library. But um, COIL stands for Coroutine Image Loader. Um, that's kind of the idea behind the name. It also is like a nice, short, punchy name, you know? Okay. That makes sense. So the so the the core. I guess that means the the core of uh, coil is all built on top of coroutines. Then, exactly. Yeah. So coil is really built from the the foundation up on top of coroutines on top of Kotlin. It definitely couldn't exist without those two things. And it's also very opinionated, right? On because a lot of times you'll have libraries that kind of integrate with coroutines and provide like extension libraries and and things. But coil is really built from the ground up to be Kotlin first built on top of coroutines, um, and it, it integrates with those uh, as, as closely as possible. You mentioned coroutines, built from the ground up coroutines, image library, like why? Why is the need for this? And, and doesn't the Android platform provide anything itself? Yeah, so I think you, you definitely could go with like a thread solution. Um, but when I was initially building Coil, I, I really wanted to uh, be opinionated. I, I like the fact as well that coroutines, of course, kind of as a built-in shared thread pool. So I wanted to, I was really, I used to be very focused on like performance. So when I was initially designing Coil, I really liked, for instance, how the fact that OKIO shares uh, buffers uh, between, um, so, so it's much faster to, to copy data and or it's much faster to just uh, change ownership of like a buffer versus copying data. And, and Coroutines of course has its own thread pool, um, which was really nice. And then I also just wanted, uh, I wanted to avoid all the indirection that would be required if I was to use threads um, and then building with coroutines on top. And also, of course, now that uh, Coil is going multi-platform, um, we couldn't really rely on threads if we wanted to. Uh, we, we really have to use coroutines to support multi-platform, and it makes it significantly easier. Gotcha. So for for me I, I think i would be interested also in maybe kind of uh, a, a history of like maybe image loading and and kind of what came before you decided to build coil because i'd i'd venture that ever since android like 1.0 uh someone probably had to display an image from the network at least on the surface level it doesn't seem like a particularly hard problem uh it's like fetch like some some binary data from the web uh, and then just, I guess, display it. But I I feel like there's probably a lot more to it once you start diving deeper into it. Yeah, so kind of, a, definitely, yeah. Since Android 1.0, since time eternal, uh, man has needed, uh, or, or person has needed to load an image inside an Android app. Um, so there definitely, there, there are some heavy hitters like Glide and Picasso, uh, and I believe Fresco as well by, by Facebook. And these libraries really simplified yeah, the whole process of, of loading an image. So, and, and those libraries existed when I started out Coil in 2019, but I really felt that there was an opportunity for kind of a more modern image loader. Um, Picasso and Glide kind of approach image loading from two very different uh, very different sections. So Glide has like a, a bigger feature set. Um, it's very extensible. Um, whereas Picasso really is kind of built around a small binary size. And I wanted to, when I started building Coil, I wanted to kind of take elements from both. And I figured uh, the best way to do that would be to uh, 
take features from both. So I really wanted to leverage OKIO, OKHttp. Um, you can really using those two libraries offload a lot of work um, to support things like uh, buffering data into memory, all the networking, all the disk caching, things that Glide has like separate classes for that we could just offload all that work onto those libraries and and make uh, make kind of the, the main coil library just around taking in some data and, and decoding an image. And then really as well, this was around the time I started Coil was around the time that Google announced uh, Android was Kotlin first and they started releasing all these KTX libraries as well. And so I really wanted uh, a library that was opinionated about being Kotlin first. Um, you know, one of the things that Glide has as well is it has like an annotation processor, but really you, you don't need that for an image building library. You can just use Kotlin extension functions. And it's of course compile time way faster, no annotation processor, it, it's great. Um, and then of course also, uh, yeah, could replace threading with coroutines, um, which is just a, it, 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 I think the, the big jump for me was coroutines is really like a language feature. It's not a third party library. So it's very clear to me that like, if you're going with Kotlin, you should go with coroutines. And I think the, the Google KTX libraries kind of cemented that as well as they also sometimes, uh, import coroutines alongside the standard library. So. You've, I think you've, you kind of mentioned a, a couple of parts uh, like uh, caching and and these kind of parts, but I'm I'm wondering where where does the initial complexity come from when it comes to just like loading images? Like what what needs to actually happen? What do I need to do to to get my image displayed properly and and with good performance? Yeah, so there's a lot that happens behind the scenes. Uh, kind of the the initial idea or one of the initial APIs I wanted to support in Coil was just having like an extension method for uh, image view that loads an image. So you call like image view .load, uh, URL. And so when you do that, uh, it then has to pass it through a bunch of layers. So first we have to like check, is that URL already in the memory cache? And if it is, is it is it big enough? Um, you know, if you are requesting an image at a larger size, uh, is it going to, is the, the image in the memory cache going to satisfy that requested size. Then when you kind of get past the memory cache, which is the, the quick check, uh, you then jump to a background thread. So you need uh, something to, to move off the main thread, which is where coroutines comes in. Uh, and then you have to uh, look at uh, what kind of piece of data this is. So is it a URL? So we're going to go to the network. Is it a, a file path? So we're going to load it from a file. Um, is it an asset, uh, maybe like an, uh, on Android, a, a packaged asset? So you need to route that to the right fetcher. And then there's, of course, a ton of complexity with how Android loads all those different things on different API levels. Um, so you, you have to figure out that part. But the most common, of course, is the, the networking. So when you get to the network, uh, the network loader, uh, you then want to figure out, okay, is this already in the disk cache? And there's so much complexity around disk caching as well and, and maintaining a persistent cache of, of files. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you check the disk cache, is there yes, no, there's a lot of uh, threading and, and synchronization there as well um, to make sure that the file will stay there in the disk cache while you're also decoding it. Um, because yeah, then once you've found the image, you've either loaded it from the network or the disk cache, then you have to move to the decoder 
And there's a whole bunch of options there. On, on Android, we use Bitmap Factory Decoder, but soon for multi-platform, we'll, we'll default to uh, Skiko, which we can probably talk about later as well, which is a great, great column multi-platform library that lets us uh, use Skia uh, to decode images. Um, and yeah, then you, you load it at the required size. You don't want to load it too big because you don't want to take up too much memory. Uh, you, you also don't want to load it too small as well, or it'll be noticeably a bad looking image. Uh, and then finally, you jump back to the main thread and you uh, give that image to the UI and it's, it's rendered. Okay, I, I think uh, I understand now why there's a, a need for a library yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, again, yeah, like when you when you think about it from a from a super basic level, it's it it feels like it should just be making a request and then displaying it. But obviously, there's uh, there's so many more uh, things. I I do wonder. Uh, so one of the things you did mention was that, for example, uh, Coil also can differentiate between different image sizes. So does that take into account the the screen density, for example, in that case? Then. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. So it does, it takes into account the the requested size, which also takes, yeah, it takes into account the, it, Coral typically works with just raw pixels. Um, so it'll check, you know, is this image view uh, 100 by 100 pixels? It doesn't deal with density too directly, uh, but yeah, it has custom size handlers for image view, for, for view generally. And then of course, for composable, there's a, a great, Way we use to, to grab the size of a composable. Um, there are actually multiple different ways, depending on if you're using uh, the async image API, which is a, a composable, versus the remember async image painter, which just provides a, a painter directly that you can then do what you want with it. And so there, there are a number of ways we kind of figure out the size the image should be. So is the, is the size of the image, is that mainly a matter of uh, like caching in in that scenario, or is this also a matter of actual like display performance? Like, is is my app gonna be smoother if my images are smaller because it, they don't have to be resized on each composition, or or how does that work? Yeah, um, yeah. So it it does. If your images are smaller, that definitely helps because it means less work has to be done on the back end to kind of resize those images. But Coil really tries to make it easy. So if you're Say you you have a, a four thousand by four thousand image, this this big image that that you're loading um, and that you want to display, but you really only need to display it at like two hundred by two hundred pixels in, inside the actual screen. Uh, Coil will handle that whole process of downsampling the image, uh, so you're only storing a two hundred by two hundred x pixel image in in memory. Otherwise, I think even yeah, if you load something just over 4,000 by 4,000 on, on Android, I think it might actually just say no. I, I think there is a max size that you can even, it, it'll just be like, no, nope, that's not going to happen. Um, so Coil gets around that by yeah, handling the whole down, down sampling process for you. That's pretty cool. And and so how did people do this before Coil or equivalent libraries? Was this all yeah. a manual process? So definitely for... Some libraries it, it is. I, I think uh, Glide also handles this process a little little bit differently. Um, and of course, Glide is, is Android only. Uh, but it, yeah, you used to have to declare the size yourself, whereas Coil will, will automatically figure out the, the right size for what you're looking to display in, in, uh, in Compose, in Views, uh, wherever. 
so it sounds like really going going without a library is is working on like hard mode in in this scenario for sure yeah it, it opens you up to a lot of complexity which ideally you, you don't need to handle i i think yeah loading an image from the network from wherever is is really something that everyone needs to do uh which is why you, you just want to simplify your life and then import a library hopefully coil okay so i have to ask a question uh you do your work on Cash App, which generally yeah. I assume is somehow related to the concept of cash. That that is correct. We, okay, we do good. handle right. money. The, the, the right. money version or the or the in memory cash version that we've been talking about anyway. Bit, bit of column um, A, bit of column B. <laughs> so uh like why did you start working on this? Like, yeah, I don't that, see that Cash App is a very image processing intensive app. Definitely. So I actually started working on this at my previous employer before I started working at Cash back in 2019. Um, um, and I started working on it in my, in my spare time. And my previous employer was uh, Instacart, which is a, a grocery delivery company. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So they, they have a ton of images uh, that, uh, and, and it's a very image heavy app, the, the client app, as well as they have multiple apps and, and it's all image heavy. So I was really working with a lot of uh Working with a lot of Glide specifically, but a lot of loading images, and I, I yeah, I really felt that there was a place for Instacart was also very early on Kotlin. Uh, we we they started working with it pre 1.0, so I was really loving the language, um, and I wanted to yeah build something that was opinionated about the fact that uh, the, the feature set that was available, uh, the fact that I felt we could make. Uh, a similar library to, to Glide with a, a smaller uh, binary size. And the fact that I wanted to use things like coroutines, I wanted to use Kotlin itself. I also wanted to build directly on top of OKHTTP and OKIO. The, those were, and then I wanted to support Android life cycles as well, which is something uh, the other image libraries weren't doing. They weren't supporting the life cycle component. So did you build uh, Coil with the intent of making it a public library or did you start it out as just let's let's see if we can make our own lives easier and if it works out we'll we'll also publish it uh yeah so i started building it in in my free time it was uh i was at instacart but it definitely wasn't an uh something that like i was spending a ton of time at instacart working on um and it was always intended to be a public library uh i had chatted with some of my colleagues who uh, really pushed me to make it a public library. Um, and that, that's why it actually got released as like a 0. 0.50, I think, as opposed to a 1.0. Um, but it was always intended to, to be a public library. And uh, yeah. Very cool. So do you do you know of any, like, I, I see that it's a, it's a very successful project, right? You have about like, 10,000 stars on, on, on GitHub. Are you aware of any, like, large apps out there that also build on top of Coil? Yeah, yeah. So the, the community response to Coil has been pretty amazing. It's been pretty awesome, uh, especially working with other folks in the community who's offered, who've offered, like, excellent feedback on, on things, as well as on the Compose team themselves. They really helped out with, like, a lot of things around performance um, and, and things like that. So it's it's been very awesome. Uh, in terms of, yeah, libraries that import Coil, there's a bunch. I, I don't think I even know the full extent of libraries that import it, but a, a few of my... Uh, favorites are, are Slack uses it. They, of course, also do awesome multi-platform stuff with uh, their library circuit. 
Um, I recently found out the, the ChatGPT app on Android imports Coil. Um, Uber imports Coil, uh, my previous employer, Instacart as well. Um, and then I think uh, I think the Google Play Store actually imports Coil as, as well. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it's used, but I think if you decompile the app, you might find some, some Coil references in there. And then, of course, many of Google's uh, composed samples uh, import Coil as well. It's the point wow. where you're like, well, maybe I should have charged a license fee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's no, not go there. Let's no, not no, go no. there. So you said that a lot of people give feedback. Uh, I'm pretty sure they do. A lot of people give feedback on open source projects. Um, do For do sure. you have any active contributors as well, or is it mostly just yourself? I, I'd say it's mostly me. There are a few other folks uh, as well who have shipped stuff for, for the library. So there's yeah, a few folks on, um, I think there's uh, folks are on, uh, yeah, there, there are other few folks I, I work with. Um, but I think most of the feedback has kind of been uh, through like direct messages, through on Slack uh, and, and other folks. But I'd say it's, it's mostly me uh, kind yeah. of working on it. And you, to, uh, just to remind me, you live in Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, I, I live in, uh, close enough, I live in Seattle, uh, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> that's the that's the reference to that XKCD, right? Yes. Oh, God. You don't, if I have to bloody explain a joke, Seb, it's no longer a joke, is it? Oh, yeah, no. I'm just making sure for myself and for the audience. That's <laughs> yes. All. Anyway, now, on to more. Now, this is the serious part of the... the, of the lately, we've been having to have serious parts of this show because I, this is the part where I say you have uh, won an award from the Kotlin Foundation on behalf of the Kotlin Foundation. We very much appreciate all of the work and the effort that you've put into this project. Congratulations. Now let's move on. So you've got some money, right, um, yeah. from the Kotlin Foundation. Is this multi-platform? Is it multi-platform? It's not multi-platform yet, but soon. Uh, yeah. So that the that that was the main pitch to the Kotlin Foundation, and, and thank you again for for the grant. the The main pitch was to essentially make Coil uh, multi platform because uh, Coil's largest upvoted ticket on the issue tracker is multi platform support, and it's been that way for a while. And I was initially a little resistant to kind of supporting multi platform, if if I'm honest. Just I, I felt the amount of work that was required to kind of pull out all the Android SDK references. Um, and, and make it just work nicely with the same API on multi-platform. felt that that was almost an insurmountable task, uh, but I've since reconsidered that, that position. A lot of folks, like I mentioned, have, have reached out and given me ideas on, on how to better support multi-platform. One of those is using uh, Skiko for decoding images, um, so we don't that, le that lets us decode images using common code much easier versus if I had to build that myself. Um, so yeah, the plan for Coil 3.0 uh, using this Kotlin Foundation grant is to same APIs Coil, same thing that it's it's already doing at the moment, and just uh, have it work with Compose multi-platform uh, in a very easy way. Yeah, I, I'm looking for as few API changes as possible, just direct support for Compose multi-platform, and that's the goal. And I think we'll achieve it. Fairly soon. I don't want to commit to a hard deadline, but uh, but 
Don't worry, we'll get it out of you. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, just, you, you said that, uh, I just want to clarify something before I give you way to you, Seb. Uh, you said that I've recently reconsidered it. I just want to clarify to folks listening that no, it wasn't that much money that we threw at you that made you reconsider this. <laughs> I'm assuming that that reconsideration was for other purposes or other it, motivations. Absolutely. It's definitely a technical reconsideration around the, the implementation details. So I, I think it's uh, always very interesting to look at libraries that are established in the Android in the Android world and seeing them transition to a multi-platform future just because it's something that actually a lot of libraries go through that a bunch of the official Google libraries from, from the Jetpack uh, kind of suite uh, go through right now. So I'm I'm curious, I, I saw on, on GitHub that, that work on this has definitely already commenced and things are, are moving around. So I'm, I'm curious kind of where you see the, the main challenges or where, uh, where the main brunt of the work is going to go as you make this transition. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think the main challenge that I'm, I'm still working through at the moment is getting rid of all the context references, uh, especially with, with graphics. I'm kind of dealing with anything in the UI on Android. Context references are, are all over the place. So removing those, putting them out on arm's length behind an interface or something else. I think Coil 2.0 already does a decent job of this today, but it's it's definitely not uh, not completely there in a way that we could just jump to multi-platform easily. But things already exist inside Coil, like the size resolver interface, which uh, which abstracts away a reference to a view and, and computing the size required for an image uh, behind an interface that's all already common code, basically. Um, and yeah, so making sure we pull out all those context references. Uh, I was a little worried about pulling out the bitmap factory reference on, on Android as well, but fortunately Skiko uh, makes that much easier again to just kind of provide it an input stream and have it decode the image uh, for us and in multi-platform. Um, so those are kind of the, the two main things. And then of course, networking, unfortunately, OKHTDP isn't multi-platform library yet, maybe, uh, I, I don't know, uh, but need to figure out networking. Uh, so that likely means importing KTOR, uh, something else like that. Though I do think for Coil 3.0, it's likely that the networking piece will be pulled into a, a separate artifact as well. So folks that don't need the networking, don't need like a KTOR dependency, they can choose not to import that if they want. Can you actually bring in your your own like HTTP client? Does Coil provide these abstractions for you? Uh, for sure. So it actually sits kind of a level above uh, like an HTTP client. Well, I guess if, if you import KTOR, then you can provide your own HTTP client uh, yourself if you want. KTOR exposes that, right? Um, but you can also provide your own custom fetchers, which yeah. essentially turn a piece of data into any OKIO uh, source. So you can, wherever you're fetching the data from, be it networking, uh, disk, anywhere else where you want to get your data from, you can plug in your own fetcher. So you said already that you, you currently depend on OKHTTP and that that'll, that'll have to be replaced with a, a multi-platform thing. Is there actually any other like third-party libraries maybe that actually, that as you looked into this transition, you found out, oh, wow, they are already multi-platform or 
getting rid of them was, was easier than you expected it to be? Uh, so definitely, uh, I, I already knew it, but OKIO, of course, is multi-platform. Uh, was really stoked to see that. I think OKIO is probably my, my favorite library in terms of just how easy it is to use, how fast, and the fact that it works on multi-platform. So Coil 3.0 will still use OKIO as a base for any IO. There's, of course, the file system API that it has that makes it very easy to support uh, disk caching on different platforms, uh, which would be another thing that would be very tough to, to write ourselves. Uh, so OKIO... Um, and then I think, yeah, Coil 3.0 will largely just depend on OKIO, the standard library, and coroutines, and trying to keep the, the dependencies very minimal. So I saw something on the GitHub page of uh, the library that said it's very lightweight. It only has 2,000 um, methods. Mm -hmm. uh, is that still a thing in the Android world? Like, didn't they solve that problem? They they did solve it a while ago. Fortunately, the I think it was the fifty two k limit or, or something that yeah. that's fortunately gone with with multi decks, and I don't think anyone supports below lollipop. Uh, yeah, I should probably update that. I, it's probably slightly more than two thousand at this point as well. But overall, keeping coil lightweight is is a priority, and I think I think Android developers still identify with the, you know counting the number of methods. It's like a relic from the past, um, even though it's not necessarily the the hard requirement that it used to be that you needed to sit under that limit. So the let me daily ritual. The yeah. daily ritual. Okay, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just wanted to say, is it like the daily ritual of an of an Android developer <laughs> to look at the APK and the, like count uh, count the methods, like, do a, do a couple of graphs? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, yeah, should count the number of caches. Yeah, I was just gonna say that the, the beauty, like I I can understand. I, I didn't want to spoil your marketing tactic, right? Just. Drop the two thousand. Leave the word lightweight in there. It'll sell enough. Like it doesn't matter because the, that's the beauty of the word lightweight. Everyone interprets it differently, right? But as long as it's got the word lightweight on there, it's all good. And this segment of marketing has been brought to us by our plank of wood. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, we go. That's, that's a, that's a sponsor point. I can I can get behind. What a plank of wood. Yeah, that's a solid foundation to build upon. You know, do you know I use, you know what I use that plank of wood for? Uh, do I want to know? That oh, you ominous. bloody well do. So I <laughs> did the other day when my kid comes to me, he's like, "What's this?" I said, "It's." <laughs> 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 Don't, Hardy. <honey>. Uh... <laughs> What's this? Was a watch. It was the old-fashioned watch. You know, not these ones that you have to charge every night, right? So he's like, "Oh, can I have it?" I'm like, "Sure." I tried to change the battery. Change the battery. It works. Try to put the case back on. Bloody thing wouldn't go on. I had to put the plank of wood and stand on it until it clicked back in. So yeah, that's what I use the plank wow. of wood for. Is it wow. is it waterproof? The watch? It was. Yeah. It's I not anymore. Like it's, I yeah. Use like shut now. Yeah. No, it's not anymore. But anyway, so uh, going back onto the the marketing aspect. So yeah. So it's still lightweight. Um, yeah, yeah, you need to get rid of that thing, but otherwise, but no, really, seriously, it's, it's like you've got a lot of adoption um, and it's great. So in addition to the whole Compose multi-platform stuff, what else is in the works for you and Coil? Yeah. Coil. Um, so Coil. So, so definitely I just, the... <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, I keep, it's Colin, Coil, Collie, Coil. 
just feel like there was an opportunity <laughs> there as well, you know? It, it's in my it's in my Twitter bio as well that says, I, I swear I didn't name the library after myself. After myself. I, I swear, I, I promise. Um, yeah, so definitely multi Compose multi-platform is the, the first and main priority. So adding support for that is, is top of mind. But there's a number of other things I really want to support as well in Coil 3.0, including uh, including network request pooling. So at the moment, if you have multiple requests that come in for the same URL, it'll file, uh, fire off two separate network requests. But I really want to support uh, pooling network requests. So it, it just fires off one request. And then I also want to support uh, caching animated images. There's some complexities around that that I, I you know, won't dive too deep into. Uh, but supporting that, I think, is something that's feasible but a little bit more work. So those two things are uh, second of mind. I'm, I'm very sorry because I, I might kick you down a rabbit hole here, but but I'm, I'm very, you, you'll have to elaborate a little bit on the animated images for me. Uh, just sure. because again, in my, in my mind, it's a matter of, I take my GIF or PG <laughs> or however you want to pronounce it, and I load it onto my disc and then it's there and I can play it. it but it sounds again like there's much more complexity that I'm missing here. <laughs> oh yeah, so I'm talking about uh, coil already disk caches all that stuff. I'm talking about memory caching. Um, so okay. making it so if you load in a GIF, uh, it can put it in the memory cache. And the, the main difference is when you're loading a static image from the memory cache, we can keep that image in the memory cache. Uh, there, there's kind of nothing moving around, so we can read that memory cached image multiple times. Uh, there's no kind of, mostly there's no mutable state that uh, we need to worry about. So we can just share that image across multiple UI pieces, compose, composables, image views. It's a little tougher with animated images because we need to take that thing from the memory cache and it can only be used by one image view or composable at a time. And then when it's done with it, we have to put it back in the memory cache. And then we can take it away again next time. So if you think you're, you're like scrolling, if you scroll down a list and a composable goes off screen, we want to put that back in the memory cache. And if you scroll back up, we want it to take it back up the memory cache. So that's that's the goal. I, I have a, a couple of other questions that maybe are, are a little bit opposed to the, the, the lightweightness. But I actually did see that that you have a bunch of, of extra features, I guess, that, that are already supported, like... Uh, video loading, for example, but also support for SVGs, which I believe are notoriously not supported out of the box on Android because they they kind of went the XML route for for vector graphics. Is that just the is here the approach just to go through like separate like modules or, or packages that you include only if you need them? Exactly. Yeah. So Coil Base is or Coil Base is kind of the main artifact that sits all the way at the bottom of the of the tree. Um, or all the way at the top of the tree. Uh, and that that is meant to be as lightweight as possible, as few dependencies as possible. Like So I mentioned for, for 3.0, it'll only depend on OKIO, standard library, and coroutines. And then you can pull in other dependencies that uh, include implementations of decoders and fetchers for specific, uh, for, for specific pieces of media that you want. So yeah, we support SVGs. GIFs is a big one as well. Um, and then video frames uh, as well. And then hopefully I, I would love to be able to support MP4s in a nice, easy way in the future as well. 
there there's some complexities as well that prevent that. But MP4s are basically just better gifts at this point. So one, it, it it really is. I'm I'm so glad we're moving away from from gifts. Um, I'm I'm a little surprised that animated PNGs never really made an impact, but it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I was also curious about, just from a personal perspective, because I'm I'm tinkering on a couple of side projects, and I wanted to show like blurred preview images that are included with my regular JSON payload uh, before I actually load like a, a proper image. There's a couple of different implementations for this. There's blur hash uh, from Walt, the delivery company. Uh, there's thumb hash from, from Evan Wallace, the, the guy behind uh, ES build. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, do those also slot in somewhere with, uh, with Coil? Yeah, so you can set a placeholder for an image in coils while it's being loaded, fetched from the network, whatever's happening on, on the background thread. Um, in terms of a blurred image, uh, it might be a little tougher, I, I'm just thinking of, uh, because unless you're doing that blurring ahead of time, or if you're doing on the main thread, which I'd probably avoid, uh, then yeah, passing that image, coil doesn't currently support like asynchronous placeholders and, and chaining requests and that since that adds okay. a lot of complexity. But you could sure. definitely, if it's a quick blur, then you could maybe just uh, yeah, blur it ahead of time and then set yeah. it as the placeholder for the image. So, so yeah, so the, uh, the idea with a lot of these uh, libraries, uh, at least, so I, I personally looked uh, more into, into Thumbhash, but I think Blurhash has the very same same idea. It's just that you have a, a very short string of, of maybe 64 characters, like literally ASCII characters, and then you just extrapolate those using a bunch of cosine transforms and other funky stuff that I don't understand uh, to blow it up into a an image that roughly represents what your, what your big image is going to be. So I think the the idea is that you can do that on the main thread uh, rather quickly uh, without going asynchronously, like as a pre-blurred image. You just need to blow it up. Nice. Yeah, then you could probably just yeah quickly generate that blurred image, drop it in as a placeholder, and, and you're good to go. But there's a like a support for placeholders, and then like what transitions between the the placeholder and the real image, or yeah. So Coil has support for a number of kind of niceties so you can support transformations on Android. Um, though I don't know if those will necessarily make it into the Compose multi-platform implementation. I think there are just better ways to, to do that kind of stuff with uh, modifiers, for instance. So if you're doing any clipping, you're better off using a, a modifier versus a, a coil transformation. Um, but yeah, there are transitions as well. Coil comes built in with like a crossfade since that's the main one almost everyone uses. But you could definitely write your own to uh, do any sort of custom transition. Maybe you want to do a 360 when when the image is, is loaded, um, but that's not in, in the box. So where do people that aren't those 10,000 folks that already know about you go to learn more? Uh, yeah, so if, if you're interested in Coil, you can go to github.com slash coilkt, coil-kt slash coil. Um, and then if you want to hear more from me, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or, or X. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Twitter or X, X Twitter at uh, Colin WHI. Uh, and then you can also find me on threads at Colin RT White. Um, and if you're and in the EU, you can't do that. So there you go. <laughs> oh, no. 
I forgot about that. Yes. Um, well, good. Anyway, uh, you said before, I just want to look back in here. You said before that I don't have any strict deadlines with the whole multi-platform. <laughs> just want to remind you that, you know. Hardy has a plank. <laughs> yes, he, he'll get me. Don't worry. I, I'm confident. I guess I can say I'm confident that it'll be before end of year. Okay, that's acceptable. We'll check up on you. Yeah, we'll, we'll check up on you. <laughs> okay, that's really exciting. Uh, it's it's uh, I'm I'm really excited to have another like very well adopted part of the of the Android world move into the multi platform and spe specifically compose multi platform era because once again everything that's multi platform when people adopt it for their own apps they don't have to switch out that dependency they can just kind of keep going it makes their transitions easier. So that's delightful. Very cool. And uh, once again, Colin, thank you for joining us on this episode. And I know that it's very, very early in Seattle. So we'll allow you to, I'm going to say go back to bed, but probably no, get ready for work, right? right exactly. Yeah. Th thanks so much for, for having me on the podcast. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And thank you for the grant from the Colin Foundation as well. Thank you so much for uh, you know sh sharing all of these behind the scenes. I am now much more worried about doing uh, image loading manually, but I also know that there is a library out there that has my back. <laughs> yeah, you know you got to take that sample uh, Compose multi-platform app that you've been working on the image loader. You got to switch it to Co oh no wait you can't switch it to Core because it's not multi-platform. Colin, <laughs> we'll yep. get there. We'll get January. There. <laughs> January he's going to switch it over. He'll be your guinea pig. Awesome Sounds stuff. good. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for uh, yeah tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and of course, if you did, you can feel free to leave any kind of comments or other social media interactions um, as you please. Uh, there's all. I genuinely don't know if there's still a bell on the, on the YouTube UI. I think there, there is because I saw the video that they just put it in there. But um, if you didn't enjoy it, obviously you can also do a thumbs down. But no one else is going to see it apart from us. We don't even look at that stuff. So. <laughs> Save yourself a thunk. Save yourself a click. There you go. That's Save it. yourself a click. And we will hopefully see you in one of the future episodes. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Doop, 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 doop. Is that the outgoing music? Doop, 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 doop,